Thomas Kuster, author of Partners for Life, The Seven Stages of Love, The Nature of Relationships, The Date Night Project, Developing Your Core Competencies, The Next Best Version of Yourself, The Quantum Shift, and Honoring Life Unfolding presents The Stages of Love, a podcast series. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Thomas. There's one thing that I know for sure and for certain, and that is my parents, my mother and my father, without a doubt, wished for and wanted for me, as well as my four younger brothers, to have a great life, a very full life. And I don't doubt, too, that those of you that are listening today wish for your beloved, for your lover, and for those that you care for deeply, great loves, very full loves. I wonder, though, if you have a clear picture of what that is, what that is that you wish for or that you want for them, can you actually articulate it? I wonder if you don't just have a feeling in your heart about it, maybe a thought about it, all covered in hope. Even a little nagging voice quietly in the background that doesn't even really think that it's possible what you wish for them. So perhaps you, like many, simply settle for a little piece of what you would want or what you would wish for them. I just wonder. On today's podcast, not only are we going to articulate what that is, a great life, a full life, but we're going to develop the art of causing it. That is, we will discover how to cause a great life, a full life, for ourselves, for your beloved, your lover, and for those that you care for deeply. So then, what is a full life? Try on, if you will, or just consider that a full life is simply a life that is full. Full of full moments. Now, let me say that again. A full life is a life that is full. It's full of full moments. That's a full life. Well, then, what's a full moment? A full moment is a moment in time. Something that actually happened. It's not something you imagined. 
It's not something that you're wanting for or wishing for or hoping for. It's not a fantasy and it's not even a story. It's something that actually happened in time. And when it happened, your heart was full. It was full of gratitude. It was full of appreciation. It was full of love. I'm trusting that most of us, if not every single one of us, have had full moments that we could look back on. Like we could take a moment to look back in our lives and we could spot some. I'm going to share with you a few of my own and I'm going to share with you some of those that I interviewed that gave me permission to use their stories on this podcast in hopes that it might wake up your memories so that you can look back and perhaps you'll stumble upon a few of your own. Now listen, one point I want to make is almost anybody who's a parent, that moment when you became a parent probably was a very full moment for you. And that moment should be acknowledged. But it is an easy one. And I don't want you to just go for the easy ones. I really want you to look and find some full moments beyond those easy ones. Okay? So here's a few of mine. I was in the third grade and I was in the cafeteria. My brothers and I, we carried our lunch to school. So I bought my milk, and by the way, milk then was three cents a carton. (laughs) I sat down to my lunch, and I went to drink the milk. It tasted funny to me. I smelled it, and I thought, oh, it smells funny too. So I didn't drink it. And as I was about to exit the cafeteria, there was a nun who was stationed at the door. She took my carton of milk and she shook it and she said, go back and drink your milk. And I said, there's something wrong with it. She said, there's nothing wrong with it. Go back and drink it. She said, if you don't go back and drink it, I'm going to send you to the principal's office. And she did send me to the principal's office. And the principal told me that if I didn't tell her the truth, she was going to call my father. Now, my father was a public official, and for them to call him and bring him into the school was a very big deal, and they did that. So here he comes, he's in full uniform, and he says, Sister, what seems to be the problem? She said, Your son is lying. My dad looked puzzled. He looked at me. And he said, son, why won't you drink the milk? And I said, dad, it smells bad and it tastes funny. I don't want to drink it. He then looked at the principal and he said, sister, 
I have four more of these at home, talking about me. If you had told me that any one of them had lied to you, I would have believed it. But this one, he doesn't lie. That was a full moment. My brother Ron and I, we did a shamanic journey together. We went to the desert down in San Diego, California area. And in the middle of the night, there was a small group of us and we all wrapped ourselves up in blankets and we started on a little hike. And I remember looking over at my brother Ron and we caught eyes and we both grinned really big. Then we kind of giggled a little bit. And I had this experience of being deeply in love with my brother. That was a full moment. When Raphael and I had our wedding, we had set the wedding celebration up where his people would be on the left side and my people would be on the right side. And as we entered from the back, he went to the left and I went to the right and we agreed that we would spend a couple minutes on our way up shaking hands with people, thanking them for being there, hugging them, acknowledging them. So we worked our way up towards the front, or I should say, I worked my way up towards the front. And when I got there, I looked out and there was Raphael barely halfway yet up. He was going inside the crowd hugging them, acknowledging them, kissing them, and thanking them for being there. You know, what I did was I skirted the outer perimeter working my way up. As I looked out, I remember catching a glimpse of his face. And he was glowing. And that was a full moment. I interviewed Joanne and Joanne told me about her relationship with her mother. She was really close with her mother. And then her mother became very ill for quite some time. She was dying and she had gone into a coma. Joanne sat with her mother. And all of a sudden her mother opened her eyes and she looked up at Joanne. And Joanne said, do you know who I am? And her mother said, of course, you're my wonderful daughter, Joanne. And then she closed her eyes and she passed away. That was a full moment. I interviewed Jean and Jean told me, when I was 40 years old, Thomas, I went back to college to get my bachelor's degree. I had not been to school in 20 years. I was very excited about it. And I pleaded with my family to come to my graduation. And none of them did. But during the graduation celebration, as she looked out, she saw her stepdad who was waving at her and making certain that she knew he was there. 
Now they had been estranged for years and here he showed up for her college graduation. That was a full moment. Now I want you to take the next 60 seconds and consider some of your full moments. Write down anything that you can think of. Just try to go beyond the easy ones. And I'm going to ask you to begin now. Thirty more seconds. Fifteen more seconds. Five seconds. Welcome back. If you need more time, simply pause the podcast and take all the time you need. I hope everybody has a few full moments. One of the characteristics of a full moment is that when you recreate it, that is when you think about it, when you talk about it, you feel it. You feel the emotion of it. You feel the energy of it. That's how you know it's a full moment. So now that you've done that work, who caused those full moments? Did you do that? Did the people in your life cause them? All the full moments that you and I have looked at, I think, if you really look at them all, most of them, most of them were unexpected moments that happened completely by accident. It doesn't make them any less important and it doesn't make them any less impactful. We just need to get that causing them was not necessarily on purpose. Truth? Truth. We're now then going to develop the art of designing a full life. Living a great life, a full life, has three elements, I think. Courage, letting go, and just say go. So the first one, courage. You gotta have the courage to think outside the box. You gotta have the courage to plan what many people think should be simply spontaneous. 
you got to have the courage to exercise your own creativity, even though our culture doesn't really pull for creativity in our marriage and in our relationships. And you got to have the courage to make your plans real. You got to have the courage to express love with the possibility of getting nothing in return. You see, there is no guarantee. The second one, letting go in any relationship, but especially your primary relationship, your relationship with your beloved, there are a collection of incidents and experiences. Some are very positive and some are not. Therefore, letting go, not like a victim of something, not like a sacrifice, but like being committed to something bigger, you will need to practice letting go and you will need to get very fast at it. Letting go of resentment, letting go of regret, and letting go of remorse. Number three, just say go. It's such an obvious use of an overdone, overused phrase. You know, the just say no phrase. But hey, just say go. As you play out what I'm about to lead you through, you will have to deal with feeling vulnerable. And sometimes feeling vulnerable equals stop, capital S-T-O-P for many people. But I want you to just say go. A great life, a full life is a championship game. And a champion says go when others say stop. A full life is a life full of full moments. So then we cannot talk about a full life unless we apply these same elements to full moments. Agreed? Courage, letting go, and just say go. The art of designing a full moment on purpose versus by accident will require some planning. It's going to require some critical thinking, at least at first. Eventually, you'll find yourself simply thinking and living that way. I call it the full life way. In the morning, I wake up. Thank goodness. My dad says it beats the alternatives. And I have my routine, just like you. Part of my routine includes a ritual. The ritual is one that I am inviting you to adopt. I write down the goals that are important to me right now. And there's usually five or six big ones. And I write them down every day. I then write down my beloved's name. 
And next to the name, I consider some full moments that I might cause for him today. What's really cool is this. You can't cause a full moment for another person on purpose without experiencing it yourself. In fact, many times I experience these as I'm expressing them on the list. I've not even done them yet. This will happen for you too. It's the best love magic on the planet. I'm going to now share with you many full moments that I have caused, and I want you to feel free to steal all of them. In fact, feel free to make them better and then send them to me via email because I'm going to use yours too. Deal? My email is thestagesoflove, thestagesoflove at gmail.com. I hope I hear from you. So here they go. I found his favorite song on YouTube, The Dance by Garth Brooks. It was just a regular day, early in the morning. We're getting ready for work, but I hit play on the recording. And as it was playing, I walked up behind him, gently turned him to face me. He smiled, I smiled, and we danced to the song all the way to the finish. We both got a little teary and there wasn't much to say. Another one. I went through my electronic pictures. I found one that was from years ago. I texted it with a message. The message says, this is what I remember about this moment. Fill in the blank. What do you remember? I love you. By the way, I do this one every few months. It's a good idea to have lots of pictures. So if you don't have lots of pictures, start collecting them from family and friends who do take lots of pictures. Another one. One date night, I went through my pictures again and I pulled a number of awesome pictures where we were together and you could see how happy we were. And I put them on a digital collage and I had somebody add some nice music to it. After our date night, we returned home. I had it already set up. So when I turned on the television, it played as soon as we walked in. Another one. I took his car while he was at the gym. I went to the gym I stole his car early in the morning and I went and detailed his car. I put a really nice card on the steering wheel, took the car back to the gym, and when he got out of the gym, it was the first thing he saw. Another one. He wants to paint and redo our bedroom and it's really not my bag. But I do intend to do some helping with him to get it started. But I hired a task rabbit to come and be his assistant. Heck, he'll get the job in half the time and he'll have real help. 
another one. I called him during the day on a day that I knew he wasn't very busy. I asked him if he could meet me at 4 p.m. and he said yes. I dropped everything so that I could meet him at 4 p.m. and we took a beach drive. And once we got there, we parked and we took a short hike together. Now, if you don't have a beach, go to the lake or a pond or any special walking or hiking trail. The important part is when you get there, be sure to hold hands on that walk. Another one. On my way home, I was driving and I saw lilies on the side of the road. I don't mean laying on the side of the road. I mean, I saw lilies growing on the side of the road. I pulled over and I picked my favorite one. When I got home, I snuck in the back door, put that beautiful lily on his pillow, then went to the front door and came in as though I had just arrived. Another one. On my way out to an early meeting, I took a bar of soap and I wrote on the vanity mirror, you are loved deeply. How lucky am I that you chose me. Another one. I wrote a short note card. On it I said, thank you for everything you provide. I want you to know that I do notice. Another one. I found an interesting article online. It doesn't matter what it is, you guys. You can find any article online or in a magazine. During your wind-down time in the evening, get your beloved aside and read it out loud to them. And then engage in a conversation. Next one. Turn on one of your beloved's favorite programs specifically one that you don't appreciate. And I'll let you in on a secret. I have a ton of those. <laughs> and sit with your spouse and enjoy the program, making no negative comments and being fun with them. Those were all rather simple to do inexpensive, or no cost at all. Here are a couple that are a bit more dramatic and a little more costly, intended to inspire you to think of things that you might do. So the first one is, I said to Raphael, Raphael, let's go to Hawaii. Now, it was a business trip for me, but I got him to agree to come and meet me over the weekend. I went first, of course, and I did my business. And then I found this amazing penthouse apartment on Airbnb. I got it for a great price, and it was on the 36th floor. Can you believe that? In Honolulu, with a 180-degree view. It was breathtaking and spectacular. He was due to arrive on Friday evening. So I went out Friday late before he got there 
and I bought balloons, I bought flowers, I had great food, I put on excellent music, I lit candles everywhere. And what I did with the balloons is I bunched them all up in the foyer so that as he walked in, the experience was that the whole room was full of balloons, but it was actually just in the foyer. Another time, I went out and I rented a small tent from REI. Then I bought and cooked up good food and put it all in a cooler. I went early to the camping site while he was still working and I set up the tent. I put the sleeping bags inside, fluffed up pillows and made it as romantic as I knew how. I called him on the phone and I said, okay, this is what you need to do. I want you to wear this tonight, dress warm, and I want you to pack these things and bring them. We are gonna be gone overnight. Now, what I want you guys to know is this was a school night. We both had to work the next morning. It was not like a weekend adventure. So he was really stumped, but, the campsite was only 20 minutes away from our home. Last one. It was a spur of the moment kind of trip. I found some cheap tickets to New York City and I thought, wow, I've always wanted to just drop everything and fly to New York, spend the weekend and do New York City kind of things and come back. I got him to say yes to the opportunity. So I flew us to New York. We got there on Friday evening and we stayed in a cool studio apartment right in the heart of Times Square. We had an amazing dinner Friday night. We went sightseeing on Saturday morning, made it to a matinee, and then later that night we went to Queen of the Night, which was the most outstanding dinner theater production I have ever seen in my life before or even since. And then the next day on Sunday, we had brunch, a quick matinee, and late afternoon we flew home. Now, I am asserting that you want a full life and you want those you love to have full lives. So then a full life is loaded with full moments. And our job is to get good at loading up life with these kinds of moments on purpose. You see, it's easy to do this on somebody's birthday. It's easy to do it on an anniversary. It's easy to do it on special occasions. It's expected. And it's easy. But this is more than trying to make somebody feel good. It's more than even trying to make somebody happy. We are looking for ways to ignite the human spirit. We are causing great lives, full lives. And now there's something I want to leave you with. I believe in true love. I believe in love being experienced, love being expressed, and love being expanded 
wherever we are. And that is why the stages of love exist. I'd be very interested in hearing some of the full moments that you've come up with. And any comments you might have, please send them to thestagesoflove at gmail.com and feel free to check out the website, thestagesoflove.com. Thank you very much for listening.